When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Well, I, once again, am completely in the dark, and therefore you guys are both in the dark as well about what this opening to our show is going to be. All I was told just 30 seconds ago is that producer Jensen Karp, husband of this podcast, is, uh, I found another clip, I think maybe an audio clip. And so he is, here he is, he's going to join us to share with us another audio clip. Um, Yikes. No idea what it is. Yikes. Uh, it'll be audio for those who uh, see this on, uh, or listen to it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your beautiful show. It's a it's a video clip? It's a video on YouTube. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, every once in a while, I will go searching. It's uh, <laughs> one of my skills. It's almost like an archaeologist of sorts. Trying to find You're the Indiana fossils. Jones of yeah, YouTube. Trying to find fossils of the past. Mm -hmm. uh, I like to call them embarrassing fossils. Oh, right. uh, things oh, no. maybe you don't oh, necessarily no. know are on the internet. I don't know. Just trying my hardest. And uh, this one... I'm not going to say is a hidden gem. I didn't find something, you know, that's just like being unearthed right now. Uh, we've gotten emails about it a couple times, but but I have never heard this person talk about it. Will, do you remember rapping about the way movies were made? Oh my god! Yeah. Yes. 
Yes, I do. What? Oh my I gosh, know nothing about this. So Will was a Nickelodeon star before being on Boy Meets World. And by Nickelodeon star, I mean, he was like all over the channel. He, yeah, you he were like inter- the face of Nickelodeon. Yeah, he was. He was like a big interstitials commercial guy. They sent him out to meet celebrities. Like I just watched a very cute interview he did with Weird Al. Um <laughs> And one of the things that I really have taken from watching these clips of Will is he was like a really precocious kid. Like, <laughs> yeah. like when he was younger than Boy Meets World, when he was like even in his kind of preteens, that kid had zero fear. Like it's like it's actually yeah. semi terrifying. Like if, if it's zero fear like, and a bunch of nicotine. I was just going to yeah. say <laughs> nicotine. <laughs> nicotine like, and I, otter pops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was just fueled by purple otter pops and <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> like a celebrity would even like push back on him a little bit, and Will would not step down. He would like yeah. ask the same question again. He was like a little Geraldo. He was the coolest kid ever. He yes. was. He was extremely cool, and he was so listening cool. to Husku Dudu and Husky Guru. What do do? The voodoo um, goos. I, I like this clip is so funny to me. Number one, as a big rap fan, but like two, it's so crazy because like he was on a sketch show. Can you explain this sort of sketch show? Yeah. So, <laughs> so Nickelodeon at the time was looking for their quote unquote flagship show. So they created something called "Don't Just Sit There," mm-hmm. and it was uh, a exact. It was a young Saturday Night Live. We had a band. We had special guests. We would do skits. And I was not on the first season, and then the, one of the hosts didn't work out. Uh, so uh, I came on, I think, season two, and and it was my first on-camera job. I was 11 years old, and I got to move to New York City. I moved there with my older brother, Gary. And I went to a studio every day, and we got to, uh, you know, so they fun. took us to, you can't do that on television. And we got slimed, and we got to know everyone on Nickelodeon. It was like back in the 80s, so it was it was pretty awesome. It's, awesome. It looks fun. And so one of the sketches on this SNL like show for kids is that I, I think the theme of the week has to do with like Hollywood and making movies. No, this is actually even worse. So <laughs> we were moving Nickelodeon Studios was uh, Viacom and Nickelodeon was in New York City and they moved to Universal Studios in okay. Orlando. And sense. when you went on the Nickelodeon Studios tour this was the video that played to everybody to show them how movies were made. So Will (laughs) is employed to create a rap about how movies are made. And you see this in the theme park. And so I figured we'd we'd watch this and play it and listen to it. And then at certain points, we'll just pause it and just talk about what we're watching. Because I do think just for our own health, it's worth maybe checking in on each other. What are you wearing? What is that camera? It was Okay, pause it, pause it really quick. <laughs> That's what wow. switch is for. Oh so my God, I love one, this. He, he's dressed like a rodeo clown. Yes, what are you wearing? It's like... Whatever it's, it's, they told me to. <laughs> It's so confident. Can we though. talk also, about the squiggles? The little, the, those 90s yes, squiggles they were on in, the side. They were in the Kooslings oh. commercial too. They God, were, it's no. like, that is the thing, right? That like pseudo yeah. confetti look. Yeah. It's no, so I had a weird. mullet, Danielle. It was not it was yeah. a mullet. Okay, good. The mullet was mullet, very cool. Very and cool. my shirt said Fresh Boy, and that's who I was supposed to be was Fresh, was fresh boy? boy. Fresh Boy. Hey, wait, Whoa. Will, are you, do you remember taping this? I do. <laughs> I absolutely do. Were you, were you into it? Um, yeah, because, you, be. you know, you so be. here's the other thing a lot of people don't know about me is one of my favorite things to do from the time I was like eight to 12 was break dance. 
so Ooh. fun. So this I've was, never seen you break dance, dude. I, can, you can you still do it? Can you move? I have no idea. I'm 47. I would probably hurt myself. That's a, wow. I've never seen you dance like that. That's and, crazy. I, and never did again. Uh, I well, think I slow danced at my wedding, and after a little bit of, of the free bourbon bar, I might have danced a bit, but I'm not a dancer guy. Oh, let's let's watch the rest. Oh, God. Now come on over here and dig the A-D-O. With this joystick in my hand, I make the picture go Go-ho. And depending how I cut it, that's the way the story goes. Wow. Yes. Oh, my gosh, Will. <laughs> oh, Will. That is spectacular. You want to know uh, something? I remember every word. Do you? Do you, could you all right, let's do it. Let's do it. Go, Go ahead, start. Oh, Go. God. you kidding. No, I Come can't. Come on. part of it. Do part I of it. I can't. Um, Sorry, the beginning. Wait, wait, wait. Give me, the, give me the start. Give me the very start of it. How did it start again? You think we know? But give me the, just start start the video one time. Let's okay. see. My name is Will, and now I'm your host. I'm the editor in charge of what's called video post. You yes. see, shooting in the studio is only part one, because then we bring the picture here and we begin our fun. Yeah! Yes. Oh my God! Yes. I can't believe we the spirit of Fresh Boy. Oh, Fresh Boy is here, guys. I'm sweating profusely here right now, by the way. Uh, Head to toe I love that you still know it. Now we know what we have to do at the next live show. Oh yes, you are. Gosh. You are totally coming on stage as Fresh Boy at the next live show. I want the those sad big thing is, pants. That's one of two rap songs I've recorded. Wow. wow. Bye, guys. I got something to find. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See you later. Well, no, the other one is is the Ron Stoppable, is the is oh, yes, the, yeah. the Kim oh. Possible rap, which went big in the in the what the late two thousand or mid two thousands. So, oh, my yeah, gosh. that was Just my second rap song. Uh, Nickelodeon was so much fun to work with. Every week you're in a food fight, you did something. It was great. There was well, yeah. So wow. Thank, Thank you, you for that. producer Jensen Carp, husband of this podcast. Ex-husband of this podcast. Thank <laughs> you for that. I will continue to search the internet far yeah. and high and low and high and tall. And wide. And oh, I will do it you. and I will find something for all of you. Take care. Uh, thank you. Please don't. No, no, no. We're happy yes. with this one. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That was good, Will. Was Sweating fresh boy. like a pig over here. Wow. <laughs> Very impressive. <laughs> Welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm the editor in charge of what's called Video Post. <laughs> Fresh I'm boy. <laughs> Fresh boy. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. 
Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Now, as you guys have heard us discuss many times, during our time on Boy Meets World, we have ran into a lot of awkward situations as kid actors. But the one most people talk about, at least now that we've started this podcast, is what's the deal with the other Harley Kiner? What is the deal? What is the deal? So we had Danny on to tell his story, and he talked to us about how, you know, basically a mental break during a table read hospitalized him and then, in essence, forced him off the show. And, of course, this left production in a little bit of a pickle because he was in that week's episode, and we had to come up with a replacement. They could have done a bunch of different things, but what they chose to do was just throw another actor into an already existing character. And there we have the other Harley Kiner. So in one of the stranger decisions by Boy Meets World producers, and honestly, 90s sitcoms as a whole, they decided to cast a totally different actor, one who did not really look like Danny at all, to play the same character, Harley Kiner, and they said nothing about it in the middle of the season. And the actor they cast was Kenny Johnston. 
Now, let's be honest. Kenny walked into an unwinnable situation. Yeah. As we talked about during his one episode, Wrong Side of the Tracks, the recap we did a few weeks ago, he did a great job. But filling the shoes of Danny and doing it surrounded by confusion and a bunch of broken hearts was impossible to overcome for all of us cast and ultimately the audience. So he did not return, which made way for Adam Scott to come in as Griff Hawkins. And that one episode with that Harley Kiner was never mentioned again. And then Danny's Harley does return in season three to close that loophole (laughs) a little later. So Kenny, after Boy Meets World, would continue to act. He showed up on TV shows like News Radio and Modern Family, and he is still working today. So we've now heard Danny's story. We've heard Blake and Ethan's story. We've even heard Adam Scott's story. And today we hear another story. Let's please welcome to the show the other Harley, Kenny Johnston. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How How's are it? you? I'm good. How you doing? Good. Doing well. We were we were just Will was specifically just talking about. He's dying to know which character you played on news radio because Will will probably be able to quote your lines from it. Oh, which episode okay. which episode were you in? Oh jeez, I, I I don't know. I think it was uh, the second season. I played a FedEx guy and they gave me a name which was really nice. So I was in like two scenes. Okay. And- and the um, um, man, I haven't seen that show in a while. Is it Vicky Thomas? Uh, who's the girl in it? The redhead. The redhead. Oh, um, uh, yes, yeah, she. Uh, yes, I know. She plays Beth, yeah, yeah. but I can't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she yeah. she had a big crush on him, and she uh, she grabbed the the uh, the FedEx guy and took him in a room, and that was it. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Racist, racist, <laughs> I do remember this episode. But okay. I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. Think, I think my name was was Danny. I think they gave me a name. Nice. It's always I, a plus I, when you get a name, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, just give yeah. me a name, not FedEx. Don't, yeah, don't have to be number one on the call one. sheet, but please just give my character <laughs> in there. Uh, oh, that's so funny. Well, yeah. welcome. Thank, Thank you so Thank much you. for being here with us today. Absolutely. We are really happy that we were able to get in touch with you. Did you ever think you'd be talking about an episode of Boy Meets World in 2023? Never, 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 <laughs> never, never, never. But, you know, every now and then, um, I actually worked part time in a school over the years. Um and every now and then the students would be like, wait a minute, were you Harley? Really? And, yeah. And, you know, the students lit up. So, you know, the the, the show is really carried over the years, yeah. I think, you know what I mean? Through the generations, which is great. Yeah, it really has meant a lot to people. Yeah. We were we were actually just talking about this the other night, right? And I were saying, no matter what way, age we have been, there's always been a 17-year-old who's a fan. Who like, no matter how are. old we get, there's still always, yeah. least, somewhere, there's a 17-year-old who yep. likes the show. Yeah. Exactly, which is great. Uh, but no, I, I'd never in a, in, a, in a million years would I thought I'd be doing a podcast, which is great. I hear the podcast. You guys have like gazillion followers. (laughs) I don't know about a gazillion, but we have a lot of very loyal listeners that we love um, who love the show and love knowing about every detail. We actually, when we first started the podcast, we thought, well, we're going to have to figure out how much people actually care to know. Like maybe some of the real inside baseball stuff they won't care about. And what we've discovered is that people just love it all. They want to know all the details they can. And so As I mentioned in your introduction, we have had on uh, Danny McNulty, who came on to talk about his experience 
playing Harley Kiner. We had Adam Scott come on to tell his story as Griff Hawkins. And we talked to Ethan Suplee and uh, Blake Soper at the time, who's now Blake Senate, about their roles as Joey and Frankie. And you are like the last piece last of piece this. Last piece of the puzzle. Last very bizarre puzzle. puzzle. <laughs> you yes. know, that's funny because when they were casting it, I, I guess Danny couldn't do do Harley anymore. So yeah. I think Michael Jacobs said that you're the last piece of the puzzle. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay. So that is actually exactly what my first question for you is. What do you remember from your audition for Boy Meets World? And what was the setup for how Harley Kiner was coming to you? Uh, well, I, I didn't know that much uh, about the script. Uh, you know, I knew about the character, obviously, and you know, it was a great character. And um, and when they were interested in me and they brought me back, you know, to the producers and explained that uh, there's already a character, Harley and stuff, and you're going to be replacing him. And that was all I, I knew. And I was like, I don't want to know anymore. Let me just focus on right. the scene and stuff like that. And uh, and yeah, they, they just like what I did. And, you know, I was I was kind of the bad boy character at that point in my life anyway. So uh, they're like, oh, hey, really? you're it. You're it. <laughs> Not much of a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, they saw me out on the back lot, you know, beating some guy's car up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <They're> like, Perfect. <laughs> Wait a minute. That guy. We need yeah, that yeah. guy. <laughs> okay. So. You, it was also part of it was a choice that they you were like, listen, I don't want to know too many details because I don't want that in my head. I just want to be able to take this character and make it my own. Did they try to show you clips of Danny? Did they want you to do any sort of Danny imitation? Or was it really like, listen, you're just going to take this character and make it your own. But of course, within the confines of it needs to be kind of this bad boy character. Yeah, they. Um, from what I remember, they they didn't want me to know too much about the previous Harley. Got it. Um, right. Which Good. which I think um, I think he played it a little more straight than I did. I played it a little more goofy, uh, which I think they liked um, the the contrast. So yeah, I don't think they wanted me to 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 see his work. Here's a question: Have you seen his work since? Yeah, or did you, had you seen it before? Had you seen an episode of Boy Meets World with him as Harley? No, no, I didn't. I didn't see anything. I, you know, uh, back then we didn't really have, you know, we didn't have the internet uh, at our right. industry to just look up old episodes. So no, I, I didn't really know much about it. I, I looked up, you know, I, I got the TV guide out and did as much research and and <laughs> and recorded something on VHS. I think so. Yeah, I think I watched a couple episodes that I taped, but uh, the Harley wasn't in those. Okay, great. So they were epi- just regular episodes just regular of Boy Meets World. So you were yeah. at least familiar because, yeah, it's like part yeah, of actor prep. Sadly, you want to know, like, right. Fred's little brother. I'm like, wow, this is great. The, the show was great. So, Okay, so do you remember your first day on set? And were you nervous walking into this this replacement situation? Uh, I wasn't too nervous. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Michael was really great. And he was, everyone was really warm and welcoming. And all of you guys were really, you know, uh, I, I think very accepting of the guest stars and stuff like that. So I, I wasn't really that nervous, you know, and, and the, my two co-stars. Blake uh, and Ethan. Sidekicks, yeah, uh, they were great. And we, I think the three of us hit it off immediately and we rehearsing and doing all kinds of comedy bits, you know, together. Yeah. So, so it was fun. It was fun right off the bat. Good. Okay, good. Um, yeah, that, I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear too. that because it was such a it was kind of a slap in the face week for us that, uh, you know, just with Dan, with everything that happened with Danny in the beginning of the week. And, and so it was it, it's nice to know that that didn't cause us to slip into a kind of like, who's this person walking? You know, that's the thing that I was afraid of is that you were going to come on here and maybe be like, yeah, it was 
it, you guys were nice, but it was a little bit cold because we had a, a little right. bit of a boomerang effect from everything that happened. <laughs> so so yeah. I'm glad that we were we were trying to hold it together a little bit ourselves, frankly. No, you guys were great. And let, let me ask you, I mean, I, I, I might have known back then some of the details, but what did happen? Yeah, I was just going to say, do <laughs> yeah. you know? No, yeah. I, I think I don't. Writer, you want to you want to take it? Yeah. So Danny, um, Danny had been on already, like what seven, seven, episodes. Five, seven, seven. episodes? Yeah. Yeah. So he had done seven episodes as Harley, and they had written this episode, and we showed up at the table read, and he uh, had a real uh, mental breakdown. Like he just did not he, during the table read. He you know he was struggling with mental illness essentially, and um, and couldn't get through the table read. Um, barely got through the table read. And um and had had to go to the hospital. Ended up in the hospital for multiple weeks. Um and so you know we as kids, nobody explained to us what was happening. We just were at this table read and watched Danny not be able to finish the the script, like not be able to say his lines. He couldn't focus. Um, he couldn't yeah. focus. I mean, he 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 had struggled with dyslexia anyway, so he was just not in the in the right mind frame to be able to to read the script. So he like physically couldn't read, and um. You know, we, I mean, I think what, what we interpreted as kids was that something had gone on with drugs or we yeah, didn't know that, that he was on um, drugs. But all we yeah. knew was that he was gone. And then you came in, I think yeah. e- even later that day or the next day. Um, and it was, you know, and we just, no one ever explained it to us. We never saw Danny. We, Danny did come back eventually. I think the next the season. Se- yeah. Season three. But yeah. For one, but so for that's one what episode, this, right? He mm-hmm. came back for yeah. one more and that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so this episode is a very bizarre moment in all of our memories, you know, where we ha- we have the episode with you playing Harley, which is also just kind of a bizarre choice. Like, why didn't they just make a new character? Yeah. But instead, they kept the script exactly as it was written and brought you in to play the same character. Yeah. Um, and it's it's, just, you know, so it's one of those things where you're like, what was going on that week? And then. With this podcast, we were able to bring Danny back, and he was able to explain what was happening in his oh, wow. personal life and what was yeah, going on. Yeah, because all of this time, we've never really known. We've yeah. never yeah. really known what the situation was. Which what was unfortunately what? perfectly in keeping with mental illness at the time in the 90s, where it was just like, let's not, not talk, talk about, about it. it. It's right. nobody shove knows. it under the rug. And, mm-hmm. and, the indul- and, and one of the things we were saying is we, we kind of said, well, because we were kids, they didn't let us in on it, and it's a, a mental health thing, which nobody talked about, but... Uh, the adults didn't know what to do either. I mean, it was yeah. just kind of everybody like, all right, let's move on and hope he gets better. And just nobody spoke about it. So it was a, it was a, one of the more bizarre weeks we had, I would say, yeah. of the entire seven years of the show. Yeah. And, and that's why you're so integral because it was just all of a sudden it was like, and here's the new Harley, go. Yeah. And so and it was. It, it, it's really nice to hear, like Will was saying, it's really nice to hear that you felt warm and, and welcomed by everybody because I also thought it's possible that even for Blake and Ethan, they didn't know what was going on. And so then to have somebody new come in, it, there there was, a, of course, a possibility that you would have felt some sort of discomfort or awkwardness from any of us. So it makes all of us feel really good to know that that your memory and the feeling you were left with was that you were very, that you were welcomed and that you were, you know, given freedom to to do your own thing as as the character. Let me ask you, did, did, did the producers explain at all what happened with Danny or they just, nope. They didn't really know either. They weren't sure. Um, it, he ended up being hospitalized for a month and was put on lithium and the and but I, I that took some time like he yeah. was taken to a mental health hospital and it took some time for them to for him to get a diagnosis and like will was saying i think um the adults really didn't know they didn't know whether you know it, the discussions we have now around mental health are it is night and day it oh, used man, to yeah. just be it was yeah. it also felt like a violation to talk about it right. like Oh, it's, you know, it's a private thing. And I don't think anybody 
knew how to handle it or what to say. Uh, and so, you know, they didn't really know. So we didn't know what was going on. We just knew, hey, this guy's coming in. This guy, Kenny, yeah. is yeah. here now. Well, we knew the show must go on. You yeah. know, yeah. That, yeah. that attitude of like the show yeah. must go on was such a, th- a thing, which is just, you know, that's when we just watched the episode and for the first time. And it was, it's it's bizarre because it could have so easily, they could have easily just had you come in as, you know, Harve something, yeah. you know, some other yeah. name uh, yeah, and yeah. just like not reference. But it's interesting that they gave you all of his lines. You're calling Ben Baboon, which is what that character had done before. You know, it's yeah. like it's it's clearly Harley Kiner. So it's a very bizarre choice that only could have happened in the 90s when there were no reruns. Well, it's and no also DVDs. What, the, what makes it even more bizarre is that our show was the king of rewrites. I know. Rewriting everything all the time, up to and including in front of the audience. And then this happens and it's like, we're not going to rewrite anything. Like, wait, what? (laughs) This is what you do. That's all you do. So it was very strange. Just every kind of. And again, there there is a a very real possibility that the shock we felt as actors, they felt in the writer's room. Yeah. Where it was just this kind of everyone got into this weird tunnel vision of okay all right put the show on what the hell just happened let's figure out next steps and because nobody's kind of processing what actually took place so that's true too that that's that that could be true as well is that we again it goes back to one of the overriding themes of this podcast when you're a kid you think the adults know everything that's going on and they know how to control everything (laughs) and they yeah exactly they are we're thank god they're here because they and they don't either everybody's kind of stumbling through especially something like this which was so out of left field um that it could be everybody just was was drop shocked again had no idea what was going on and it it was this episode that he had the breakdown on when yeah yeah, like the day you got there was either the day or the day day before before. yeah that either happened in the morning on thursday and then you were there for rehearsal thursday night or it that happened on thursday and you were there friday morning that's right because but yeah i remember i read in the morning and then they brought me back that same day for producers later yeah yeah. oh that must have been monday excuse me it would have been friday Friday Monday. so they probably had the weekend to figure out what they do but again they'd have the weekend to rewrite I know. So I know. they just probably went, keep it as it is, brought you in Monday. Yeah. And then that was it. So, gosh, so strange. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard? Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only.
You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Were you told that this was maybe going to be a recurring role? Did you did you have any idea? Yeah, I thought um, I, I they did tell me that uh, that this is one of two episodes I'm probably going to be in, but things okay, wow. were a little bit up in the air, you know. And and you know, I, I worked enough at that point not to get my hopes up to go. Right. Oh, God, <laughs> man, I'm going to be on the show, you know, uh, regularly. Uh, but I was hoping, of course, you know, it would be at least a, a few more episodes or a couple more episodes. But right. Wow. Okay. And so do you have any real specific memories from shooting in front of the audience or working with Blake and Ethan? Like you said, you guys, the three of you got along very well and kind of fell into a natural rhythm together. Do you have any specific favorite memories from that week? Um, so long ago, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, no, I just think, you know, the, 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 the thing that we had together and I think Ben, you know, was really great. And, and the other actor, I, I can't think of his name, his, his first writer name. strong. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. This man right here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right, okay. right, right. <laughs> right My God, you look great by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, but no, I, I really, uh, you know, I was a little nervous stepping into a character that was already there. So I was really focused on my lines and trying to, 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 uh, you know, put in a really good performance and fit in and, you know, and right. make a good impression and all. But, uh, but no, I was just kind of, um, I was really, uh, impressed by everyone's professionalism and how well you guys were already, you know, what a good team you were. And this was season two, correct? Yeah. 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 
So it was great. It was stepping into such a professional stage and the teacher was great, you know, and I think the scene with the motorcycle was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, you know, goofing around a little bit. And the teacher looked at me once with his eyes. I was like, oh, my God, this guy is for real. Is it, you know, (laughs) and uh, and uh, and I think that was probably my favorite scene with, with the baseball bat. That's cool. And the beautiful Harley I got to sit on, too. I was going to say, that gorgeous bike that we talk about all the time. Yeah. Yeah, we had you watch the episode so that you were familiar with the episode before you came on the podcast. Watching it now, when was the last time you saw it? Did you see it when it originally aired? Have you ever seen it since? I've seen clips of it, um, uh, I think, you know, on on cable, you know, late at night or something. I'm like, hey, there I am. Uh, (laughs) uh, And then, you know, when my my students, I was a teacher's assistant for a while. And when my students, you know, got a kick out of it, you know, I would go back and watch it and go, wow, that was pretty fun. You know, it was great. That's Uh, great. I haven't seen it for a long time. I watched it last night uh, at the house. And And what was that like for you? What did you think about it, you know, nearly 30 years later? I forgot how many characters were in it. That Nancy right. Kerrigan was in. I was like, I totally forgot about that. But, I mean, yeah. for you, for you all, what was that kind of a standout episode in that what in that regard? Like Nancy Kerrigan was in it, and there was so many different things happening in that episode. Or yeah, that's what that we week. we couldn't believe that all of these all of these things happened in the same episode. It was like. You came in playing Harley, which has already made it a bizarre week. Will went off and did this whole extra scene with Nancy Kerrigan in in New York, which yep. made it a very bizarre episode. And then also just, it's a very dramatic episode. You know, it ends yeah. with like this heartfelt moment between me and Mr. Turner. And it was just like, oh, this is the beginning of that whole relationship. So it ends up being a, a seminal episode in a lot of different ways. That's, yeah. what I, that's what I was watching when I was watching it last night. I mean, your character had this kind of real, you know, enlightenment or was going through this struggle about, you know, mm-hmm. where he's from and stuff. And I was like, wow, maybe maybe I should go back and watch all the seasons. If it was this deep, <laughs> if all the episodes are this deep, it's great. Yeah, no, it got deep, man. I mean, and yeah. this is kind of the beginning of that. Yeah. So do you remember then after the taping how you were told or were you told that you weren't going to be coming back or did you just not get that phone call for the second episode? Yeah, I did not get the phone call. And like I said, you know, they they but he was really nice. You know, he wasn't promising any, anything. Michael. Yeah. Um, sure. But, uh, but it, you know, they liked me and it, it did seem like I was going to come back for at least one more episode, but just just never got that call. And and, you know, I, I was working on other stuff, which was great. I wasn't just sitting around waiting. Exactly. For call, which is nice. But um, mm-hmm. but I I knew something happened with with the character and I, I guess I didn't really research or look too far into it, but I, I knew there was a possibility that maybe he would come back as well, you know. Right. Yeah. The actor. Had you done a live like a, a multi-camera live audience show before? Yeah, I did. A, I did a show called uh, Teach in 1990. We did uh, I think we did 13 episodes. Oh, wow. I remember Teach. Teach. I remember Teach. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it was, was like teach. coming up was it was almost like a Welcome Back Cotter kind yep. of. Yeah, absolutely. It was head a of the class like, kind of Welcome Back Cotter. It was like a Dead Poet Society meets Eddie Murphy meets yes. Welcome Back Cotter kind of thing. Oh, wow. I remember Teach. Absolutely. Yeah yeah. 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 So we ran like I think six episodes and then and then we uh, our lead in was a Red Fox show. Oh. And then he he had a heart attack and yeah. died unfortunately, and that killed us as well. So, um, <laughs> that, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I I've done a you know fair amount of, of sitcoms be- before that you know with the live audience, and there's nothing like that. You know, what I mean, oh, it's the best. Oh, oh, it's, yeah. oh man, it's, it's the it's, perfect time. It's great that they're still. I think it's almost like there's a lot of them come back in the last like five years or so. Seems like it more you know uh, sitcom four camera. That's what we're hoping for, right, Will? Yup, yo, but please. <laughs> 
Please. We've been, I was, uh, I was just doing some press for um, a movie I directed and it was one of the things they asked me. It was like, do you think there are going to be more multi-camera comedies coming out? And I was like, this must be in the, in the universe because it, it was, to. it was, it must be something people are talking about. And, and Will and I are both like, we love it so much as a medium and, and yeah. I'd love to see more of them. Yes. Um, I mean, Kenny, you have a very full IMDb page. Does Boy Meets World ever come up for you? I know you mentioned for your students when you were a teacher's assistant, which I'd also love to get into. But yeah. are you ever out and about somewhere and somebody stops you? And of all the things they could mention, they mention Boy Meets World? Not, not in a long time. <laughs> okay. um, maybe, maybe about 15 years ago, 20 years ago, um, you know, uh, when it was still, you know, they would rerun it. And still I, on reruns, yeah. Yeah, still on reruns, uh, you know, at the supermarket, you know. Uh, 20-somethings would go, oh, my God, that's Harley, that's Harley. And which is great because I only did one episode. So, you know, after I after I'd done it and aired after a few years, I'm like, no one's going to remember me just from that one episode. I mean, but but yeah, but people did recognize me, you know, back then, but not not much anymore, though. So tell me about your your time as a teacher's assistant and and what is that like a second career you have that you love and tell me tell me we we talk about that a lot on on our podcast about actors who have other passions and pursue other jobs and we're always so supportive of that because you know most of the time you hear about an actor doing something else and in the press it's presented like a sad story like yeah. oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's so right. sad they're doing this other thing and it's you're like, a hey, lawyer now now, I'm sorry to hear. Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. That horrible he makes, feeling he of like whatever. Two hundred thousand a year as yeah, a lawyer. Um, yeah, exactly. Terrible. That poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But so, tell me about your teaching work. Well, uh, it was a. Uh, I got. I got the job around 2007, 2008 when everything crashed. The market crashed, mm. and and it was the Great Recession, and uh, and I got worried, and and things slowed down for everybody. But I I was also at that age where I wasn't the the young guy anymore, and I wasn't the dad yet. So I I was in right. that wall. So I was like, maybe I should you know find something I can have for just for uh, some uh, some extra income. So my friend worked at a, a nursing school. Actually, it was called West Coast University. It's a yeah. private nursing school um, credited. So, um, you know, it was very, very popular at the time. Everyone was running into nursing right around that. Uh, sure. Uh, so I just became a teacher's <clears throat> assistant and I helped them uh, design study guides and kind of like a proctor. I would sit in on tests and which was great because I, I wasn't the teacher that they kind of hated. I was the in between, you know, that, right. the, the, the guy they kind of liked. And that's uh, and cool. It was, it was fun. Yeah. So I, I did that for probably about seven to 10 years. And uh, and those kids were still, you know, watching Boy Meets World and, you know, a lot of those <laughs> shows. So so it was fun. And, and I liked it a lot. I got a lot out of it in terms of helping these people, you know, get their their, their BSA in nursing, which which isn't easy. The, the, the right. state board test is hard. So, yeah. Yeah. And they would, so cool. do, they would get their BSA in three years. So it was it was it was Fast. a accelerated program. Yeah. So there's a lot of stress, a lot of heartbreak and disappointment when they didn't pass because their mm. parents would put so much money, you know, because it was the, the program itself was a lot of money. It was like, you know, one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so it was great. It was really rewarding and, and gave me a little, you know, a little side income and, and then things picked back up and then I got back into the young dad and that's kind of <laughs> running. So. so tell us about what you're doing now and where we can find you. I know all of our dear listeners are going to want to know more about you. So what's uh, going on in your life now? 
Well, I, I did a uh, I did a Hallmark Christmas movie. Uh, oh, yes. that's, that's what Will wants to do. My dream. Yeah. You're living my dream. <laughs> did you did you not like Christmas and then find Christmas? Is that what happened? Exactly. Like, oh, this is not gonna. And then all of a sudden, like, wait a minute, yeah. my heart's melted. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. And, and, you know, I I haven't watched many, but once I booked the job last, I think last summer. Uh, I started going back and watching them, and it's true. It it grabs your heart. You're like, oh my god, these movies are so good. You think you know it's like hallmarks, you know, but uh, but no, it was it was a great, it was a good one. I think we got a lot of good feedback on it. It was called the Prince and Pauper Christmas. Yeah, I've heard. Where of the did Prince you shoot it? Did you Pauper shoot it in Christmas. Canada or was no, it? No, we shot it here. Uh, oh, wow. We shot it here, but they do they a lot of. A lot of the crew, yeah, uh, they shoot a lot of them up there. But no, I just we imagine shot. that there's one town that's actually Christmas Town where they make right, all Christmas these movies. Yeah, it's all, the hall, it's hall, this, hall, Hallmark presents this Hallmark town, Christmas Town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But we we did shoot it. Uh, it was a, a fictitious town, I think. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of it, but we shot it in in uh, Thousand Oaks at uh, one of the Marriotts or Double Trees mm. out there. <laughs> But they, it, most of the movie took place in this hotel where the prince and the pauper switch places. Gotcha. That famous old story, the prince and pauper. So it, they had the whole hotel locked down for like two weeks, and we shot the the movie, uh, the whole movie in two weeks. So wow. it was great. You know, we didn't have to, you know, go to different locations around the city. We we set up camp there, and uh, it was fun. It was a great experience. Everyone was great. So that's awesome. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So do you also um, have a social media? I do. It's uh, Kenny Johnston seven 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 at Instagram. Okay, perfect. At the IG, at the IG, Twitter. I'm not. I'm not too too up on it yet. But uh, you know, I'm I'm more of a lurker in Twitter. <laughs> right, right. A lurker. That's how I am. I lurk yeah. occasionally. Yeah. I don't have anything to apologize for yet. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> hopefully nice. I never do. Hopefully I never do. Um, nice. And there's also a, a movie. It's um, it, it's getting really good reviews on on demand. It's one of the high, uh, one of the best uh, rented movies. It's called The Last Deal. Mm. Okay, and, and it's a great story. It's it's about one of the the last uh, marijuana uh, dealers that had his own well, a legal practice before everything became legal, and he was he he, he the uh, the bureaucrat the. The, he couldn't get a, a, a legal license because all of the companies already had their license and they didn't want anymore to get any license. So he made one last deal and it didn't go very well. So, oh, that's awesome. great idea. Yeah, great idea. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. That is, it's that a, is not a, that is not a Hallmark movie. That is not a Hallmark. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> not, not the cannabis. Hallmark Christmas Hallmark last marijuana deal. Christmas cannabis. <laughs> Santa's got to do one last deal before he hangs it up. I don't see that happening. Yeah, yeah. nice. The Hallmark people don't know about that that one. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, ch- you know, check that out if, if yeah. you guys, uh, to all, any of the listeners are into watching, you know, sitting home on a Friday going, what to rent? What to rent? Yes. Oh, yeah. Last deal. And it's, it's very entertaining. Okay. Great. Well, my final question for you is, Almost 30 years later, how do you reflect on your one week as Harley Kiner? Um, uh, it, it was a blast. I mean, watching it last night, I, you know, I, you always look back at your work. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm hitting my head. <laughs> really? My head. Just, you know, uh, but it, it was. We just, thought you were great. Yeah, you were. So thank you, you were. Thank you, thank you guys. Um, but it was, it was a lot of fun, you know, and I haven't worked that much. So, you know, all. All the jobs like that, you know, at that age, you're just like wide eyed and just, you know, so happy to be there, you know, so uh, but uh, but the response over the years of just the show in general, you know, the success of the show and and what it meant to, you know, that generation and to so many people. I was just really happy to be a part of that, you know. 
Well, we are really happy that you were a part of it as well. And we are so happy that you took your time out today to spend this time with us. You are a huge part of Boy Meets World canon. I mean, and and, and in our memories. Boy Meets World lore. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. It's it's so great to hear the inside of that because I have really no idea that all that was going on. I know. And it's crazy that in 2023 is is how is where you're learning (laughs) about, you know, like, it's so funny. It's so crazy. I always think back. I'm like, whatever did happen? Yeah, what was going on with that? Wow. Well, thank you so much. He's doing really well. He's He's doing really, really well now, which is which is awesome. So he's in a great place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Kenny. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Good to see you, Kenny. Thank you. It's great to see you. (laughs) See you again. Yep. Take care. Maybe we could get Will and Kenny into a Hallmark movie together. Yeah. Will mm. plays the one who loves Christmas. He plays the one who hates Christmas. Hates Christmas. Only yeah. switch places. Type, where right. I'm the one trying to do the last marijuana deal. Oh wait, no, I've combined. Oh, what <laughs> if we? What if we switch out Kenny with Danny halfway through? I like uh, it. I like it. Make Anybody it really meta. The same Just, jacket on, guys. <laughs> something occurred to me while while we were talking to him. Um, what? I think I think part of the reason that they didn't rewrite it is that they were hoping Danny would come back. Right. That's You're probably well, right. I think I think they were even so, for that week. You think? Yes. Yeah. I okay, think so, they were hoping they hired they hired Kenny they brought him in and I think part of them was hoping that Dan because well, the they didn't know what was going on around. and they You're just right. thought oh he just needs a day to rest or a couple of days they were hoping to just have rehearsal Man. with Kenny and then maybe not have to rewrite the whole script if Danny could come back and you know I, I think I think I think it's it's, yeah. it's 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 actually not a horrible idea at the time because they were right. you know they didn't know how serious it was they could have just right. been like like uh, he and just they needs were probably in whatever. touch with him and or right. the hospital and right. they probably were still trying to figure out exactly what, what it, was. it was so it right. could have just been a we don't know answer right. Right. and if you're getting a we don't know you think you fingers crossed yeah, that he's exactly. coming out of there That's and by take night possible. he'll roll in That's I, a really texted, good thought writer I texted Kendall during the conversation just to see if okay. there was any hey do you remember this? And he said, I honestly don't remember. I think it was, he said, I don't remember any of it. And I think- What a it, blur I think of a week. The week really? Kendall doesn't so, remember anything about no, it? He says, because I, I asked him, I said, do you, what was the thinking behind right. not rewriting and bringing in a new actor? He said, I honestly, I can't remember. Yeah, wow. And I think, I think all of us were in such a blur. It was such yeah. a daze. That um, it just went by, like it just, everyone was yeah. kind of- okay, But it just doesn't, because, uh, you know, we've, we, we've, we, we just watched 220 and- um you know, obviously they wrote to the fact that Danny was not there for the next yeah. episode. Yes. So yeah. that's what's so, yeah, that's what's intense. It's like, why didn't they address right. it, you know, three days earlier and you rewrite could be the script? Right. Writer where it's I like, think they were hoping hey, it's going to be, he'll be back tomorrow. And we, he yeah. had food poisoning or, you know, right. it's yeah. like, he just, right. maybe he did. He, he came Which also would have been he, horrible for poor Kenny, like, who then would have been like told, no, thanks. Thank you. you know? Here's your, yeah, here's thanks. your payment so We're for not going to actually days. make it to tape night. We're right. going to bring yeah. in the old guy anyway. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man, it's you know it's this a, industry is just a, brutal, man. Ain't show <laughs> friends, baby. It's show business. You know it's that's true. what they. It's really, really what happens. You know they just. Yeah, the show must go on is 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 the nice way of saying that. But the right. the, the problem is there's a lot of people left in the wake when that happens sometimes. Oh my God. So yeah. yeah. It's tough. Well, thank you all for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. You can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. As always, you can send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we have merch. Is it merchandising? Podmeetsworldshow.com. Uh, Will, send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. 
Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production Danielle Romo. Producer and editor Tara Sudbach. Producer Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. And you can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at Pod Meets World Show at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.